The following sermon is brought to you by ThePreachersVault.com, bringing old-time preaching to a new generation. John chapter 2, 1 through 11, will be the foundational passage for our study this morning. And John, let's read the text again there. John chapter 2. Verse number one, and the third day, there was a marriage. I want you to underline marriage. Pretty good. Underline marriage. Put some scripture up here. Yes, sir. All right. Marriage. Is that pretty good? Good. And the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples. To the marriage. Yes, sir. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. In other words, don't talk back. A lot of people talking back to Jesus. Don't talk back. Don't talk back. Amen. And there was set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three ficklings apiece. Jesus said unto them, watch it now. Don't talk back now. Don't, 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 don't talk back. He says, fill the pots with water. Don't even start asking him questions. People just always want to ask questions. Well, how, how can water do this? What we out of wine. What you don't know? Just shut up because you can't make no wine. Don't talk back. And they feel, look at the obedience, them up to the brim. Yes, sir. 
I, I'm going to do this where I, because I'll forget it. See, Jesus had to show them that he is Christ. He is the Messiah. He is deity. And he told them to fill it up to the brim just in case they thought he was trying to pull a trick. Maybe he had some concentrated stuff in it. No, they fill up the brim. And when, when they fill up the brim, they can see it with water. Uh-huh. That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> and he said unto them, draw out. Is another command. He said, draw out. And bear unto the governor of the feast. And they buried. Yes, sir. They ain't talking back yet. Right. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And saith unto him, every man at the beginning do it set forth good wine. In other words, we always have the best wine first. Right. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. I'll remember this. You can try everything else in the world. When you get through with it, Christ is the best. Amen. Good, good, Joe. You can try anything you want to. When you get through with it, Christ is better than anything that you ever had. Amen, somebody. This beginning of miracles. Uh Do this now. John 20, 30, 31. This beginning of miracles. Now, now, brother, what is a miracle? Now, all these people in our country and all over the world who claim that they can do miracles. You think any of them could do that? Wait a minute. Even when Ethiopia in North Africa didn't have any water, had a water shortage, all these miracle workers, why didn't they do like Moses did in Exodus chapter 7, hit the rock and water come out? I'll speak to it. They can't do miracles. You got it? You can't do a miracle. You never saw a miracle. Well, Brother Shannon, having a baby is a miracle. No, that's by natural means. But Adam was a miracle. And he was a miracle. But we're not miracles. We come as procreation. Man and a woman got together. Got it? You hear what I said? A man and a woman? I didn't say a man and a man and a woman and a woman. It was a man and a woman. That's God's law of procreation. Pretty good? That pretty good? You had the period the seed was planted, had the period of gestation. You know what gestation is, Mark? That's nine months. Right. <laughs> and come forth the baby. Right. That right? That's how we all got it. That's pretty good. good. Now, miracle did Jesus in Cain of Galilee 
and manifest forth his glory. What do you mean his glory? When Jesus Christ came into the world as the Messiah, how would they know that he was really the Christ? Miracles. And his disciples believed on him. Let's start right here first. John 20, 30 and 31, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But, get it, Jesus did a lot of things while he was on earth. All of them not recorded. But the things that are written, but these are written that ye may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Look at here. He didn't say a son. The son of God. And that by believing ye may have life through his name. And that was the purpose of miracles. That's why Jesus did miracles. He didn't do miracles all the time, but he did it to to prove or confirm his deity. Is that all right? Now, in our lesson here, don't talk back. Stay with me. First, we have Jesus and marriage. You see? Then we have Jesus and his mother. Then we have Jesus and the miracle. That's easy, isn't it? Pretty good. Is that pretty easy? Now, let, let me start out very, from the very beginning. And I got to do this easy. Don't miss the point of the miracle. Some of you have already missed it. Mm-hmm. Because you got drinking on your mind this morning. <laughs> you, you already got drinking on your mind. See, you already missed the miracle. Right. But I finally found the passage of scripture so I can go home and drink some wine. That's what you got on your mind. Get to drinking off your mind. Now let me tell you something. First of all, listen to me carefully. Let us remember the righteous character. And when I say character, our nature, our makeup of Jesus Christ. You need to get this. His character, his makeup. His nature won't allow him to do anything wrong. Right. So if you got in mind, he made some wine that'll get you all drunk. Uh-uh. You are wrong about Jesus. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, no, uh-uh. Pretty good. Yes, Lick your fingers there, Rico. I don't know if you can find a backup two fifteen or not. This is talking about Babylon now. Habakkuk 2.15. Hello, Wesley. Habakkuk 2.15. That pretty good? I want to get this out from the very beginning. Habakkuk 2.15. Yes, sir. I really want it up here because uh, they need to see this. Look, look at this now. Now, you remember this, Brother Dina, that Jesus Christ was born and lived under the law of Moses. That was written when Christ was born. Now look what it says. 
Woe unto him that give his neighbor drink and put it thou ball to him and making him drunk. Did Jesus do that? Somebody's way he made wine. And also that thou mayest look upon his nakedness. Let me tell you something about this this is a good passage. You know, you know when when this is how guys use the word. Them crooked guys. None of them here though. They go out and get a good looking girl and the first thing they want to do, they want to get her naked. But they know they can't got that much conversation where they can talk. <laughs> so get what they do, Brother Jones. They, they get something to mess her head up. They get some wine to cause her to be naked. Preach, Brother Shannon. See that? Now you girls, watch him now. He said, look here. Don't, don't let him pull this now. Come on up to the room here. Let's have a nightcap. Don't you do it. You'll end up naked. Preach, Brother Shatter. Boy, they slick. And some of these brothers laugh, and they know what I'm talking about. They get looking at Don. They get you, get you feeling, well, I don't, I don't even remember what happened. What happened? You better be thankful. You better think before you start drinking. Solomon said in Proverbs 20, verse 1, Wine is a mocker, strong drinks are raging, and whosoever deceived thereby is not wise. So if you drink, I don't care what they're doing to White House. You ain't wise. So did Jesus do that? Well, lick your fingers and go to First Peter. Not turn to First Peter. Oh, this is good. I, I got to get this out of the way first. First Peter. We just went to Proverbs, but in First Peter chapter two, verse number twenty-one and twenty-two. First Peter two, twenty-one and twenty-two. That's pretty good. They're liking this, boy. They're liking this. Now watch. Look. Look at this here. Where? For even hereunto uh, were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us. Look, leaving us in an example that ye should follow his steps. Now, if he made uh, sinful, made wine and called people to get drunk, would you say that was a sin? Well, yeah, that was a sin. All right. Look at the next verse. Who did no sin? Well, is that good? Who did no sin? So if you say Jesus made wine to get somebody drunk and the folks at the party were drunk, you saying that Jesus sinned. Well, I just showed you that he didn't do no sin. So get it out of your mind. His character won't let him do that. And your character shouldn't have you to do that. Amen. Pretty good? Amen. Now, let, let, let's look at some. I, I, I've got to get this out of the way here. Uh, before I forget it. In Exodus 7 20, Brother Fox, I, this is you here. This is pretty good. Uh, read it, Brother Fox. It is up there on the board. Read it. And Moses and Aaron did so. Read it. As the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod. Read it. And smote the waters. That were in the river. Read it. In the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servant. Read it. And all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. Oh, here's Moses 
turning water to blood. Here's Jesus turning water to wine. You have Moses and the Messiah. When the water was turned to blood, that was judgment. When it was turned to wine, that was joy. Praise Brother Sam. That's pretty good there. Brother Fox, you got it. Did you get that? Now watch this here. How would you like to drink blood, the water turned to blood? You wouldn't want to drink that, would you? That's judgment. But how would you like to drink water was turned to wine? Oh, you're already smiling, aren't you? <laughs> pretty good. Now, that, that's, that's pretty good. I wanted to throw that in there, give you a little background. Well, the Bible talks about, I think it's in Isaiah, wine in the cluster. Well, what do you mean wine in the cluster? Look here. The word for wine in the Bible has to be taken into context. Because wine and grape juice is the same Greek word. Right. Pretty good. Now we'll leave that alone there. Let's let's go now to the marriage. Look, first of all, we got marriage. And the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. Pretty good. Let, let's just look at that a minute. Look, there that scripture is. You already got it down. Hebrews 13. Boy, see, you, you can't get mad at me now. There ain't no way in the world you can get mad because I'm preaching from the text. All right, Brother Pettit, read it. Read it. Marriage is honorable at all. Wait, wait a minute. Marriage is honorable at all. Let me ask you something. How did you, how did you know about marriage uh, except from the Bible? Right. You wouldn't even know nothing about no marriage. Right. Come, you, that's, what I mean. Where did marriage come? God. Right. Right. God. See, when you leave God, you take marriage out. Ooh, 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 ooh. Look here. Marriage is honorable in all. In all. Yes, Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, mar- Christian marriage is honorable. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Read, Brother Patty. In the bed undefiled. Wait a minute. Is your bed defiled or undefiled? <laughs> if you ain't married, your bed is, and you sleeping with a man and you're a woman, you ain't, it, your, you, your bed is undefiled. Your bed is defiled. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean defiled? You messed up. And see, the thing of it is, you ain't messed up in society. You messed up with God and you don't have no good time. Man, I had a good time with that chick last night. Are you going to marry? No, I ain't going to marry that woman. And she's a free ride. And I'm getting the milk without buying the cow. You girls need to listen. Because he riding you and getting milk for nothing. Help a preacher. Oh, boy. But son, I thought you were saying don't talk back. Well, it said marriage in honor. Paul said to avoid fornication, let every man marry. But if you say, well, I'm not going to marry, you're talking back. Right. You're talking back. Anybody talking back? Yep. Marriages and the bed on the file. Read it. But. Oh, mamas. And a But. Homemongers. 
You know, it takes two to tango. Somebody say, well, that woman is a whore. Is she a whore by herself? No, sir. A whoremonger. What about the man? Right. Both of them guilty. Right. Boy, the Bible just cuts us bad, doesn't it? Yes, sir. It just cut us bad. Yeah, bad. Oh, boy. I'm going to wait till these kids settle down. I want these folk to hear this. But homeowners and adulterers, God will judge. Yes, sir. Well, somebody, you can't judge me. You read that for yourself. Right. And there's somebody in this audience is right up here. Man, help a preacher. That's right. That's the mirror. That's right on you. Coming right down your avenue. And you ain't feeling too good about it. Oh, you felt good last night, but this morning you ain't feeling good at all. <laughs> oh, no, you got it. You don't mess around. Y'all hear the guy right here racing, racing. He feel good while he's racing, but when the police stop him, he don't feel good at all. <laughs> you can, you got a ticket. Right. You got a ticket this morning from God. Right. And he's telling you, you're going to slow down. You're going to get married. You're going to shut that food and sit down. Right. Brother Shannon, you really, pro- oh, y'all know it. And you know what? You ain't even mad at me. Right. You you enjoying this. Sure you enjoying it. Because you say he ain't making it up. We read it. Now you go on read it in your Bible. It's gonna be read it's gonna read the same way in your Bible we read it here. Somebody said, Well, that's not in my Bible. And I remember one time preaching Erica in a meeting, and I went to a passage and it says uh uh <laughs> baptism washes uh, Baptism is for the mission of sin. Baptism saved. And the lady said, that ain't in my Bible. So I said, let me get me your Bible. And I picked her Bible up. Sure enough, it wasn't in there. She cut it out. <laughs> she, she cut it out. If you haven't cut it out, it's in your Bible. That <laughs> good, right? Don't, don't cut it out now, because it ain't going to make it go away. Well, that, that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, then we say, look here, now we see the Mary. Let's look at Mary. And the mother of Jesus was there. Well, somebody said, well, it didn't say Mary. Well, how many mamas did he have? Mary. The Messiah. And both the Messiah and both Jesus was called. They invited Jesus to their wedding. Did you invite him to yours? Did you did you invite Jesus to your wedding? Or was it Luther Vandross? Or was it Whitney Houston? Who did you invite? You you ever notice how they do? They have these weddings and so forth and. Boy, they be looking good and to have some yes, girl sir. singing, yes, some some heathen out there singing a beautiful song. Yes, and guess what? And it's having all that joy and drinking, just having a good time. And then when the problem comes, they don't call Whitney, they call Jesus. Right. <laughs> What's going on here? You ever notice when they have these wedding, they don't say nothing godly at no wedding? Oh, no, they ain't want to sing some worldly stuff. They showed it. I got it going on. He's all I need. That's what you think. That's exactly what you think. He's all you need. You need Jesus at your wedding. Preach, brother said. 
Uh, amen. You better invite him. Watch it. Would you invite him? Let me tell you something. The beginning of this wedding, Brother Ellis, they had a problem. Guess what the problem was? They ran out of wine. Yes, sir. Let me tell you something about a wedding. They invite you to a wedding. Now, some of you folks think about getting married. When you have a wedding, you don't need to run out of no food. Boy, they going to talk about you bad. Look at don't run out of food. Look here, if you can't afford to write things here, go get some peanut butter and crackers or some bologna and bread. Don't run out of food because they ain't going to like that. Amen. So, amen. Amen. There's so much good preaching here. Well, see, well, amen. The men and his disciples to the wedding, right? Jesus and his mother, mankind's problems. See, in a marriage, don't think because you're getting married that you're not going to have any problems. Right. You, listen, listen. Was he rich or not rich? Was you rich? Was he good looking or not good looking? Was you good? It don't make no difference. You're going to have some problems. Right. You know who you're going to need to help you with your problem? is Jesus. Yes, you're going to need Jesus to help you. Now see, some of you don't even think that. Right. Help now let me, let me say this, let's break down. Watch this, Wesley. Say that Jesus had not been invited to the wedding and they ran out of wine. Yes. What were they going to do? Yes, you can't make no wine. And when they wanted wine, Mary's what? Pronounced some what? The mother of Jesus uh, said unto him, they have no wine. Boy, it's bad when you start running out. Eh? Yes, sir. You run out. You run out. You know. you know, can I help you a little bit? Christian, can I help you out? We live in a rich country. There's a plenty of everything. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank God for this country. Thank God for we live in the land of plenty. Listen, don't wait till the last minute to run out. Look here, there's certain things you all just keep plenty of. Let me give you one example. Whoever heard of a man running out of salt at his house? Here's a woman right, child, I ain't got no salt. What? As plenty of salt? You don't have no salt? No. Well, in the country years ago, you certain things you didn't run out of. Because you couldn't run to the store. He'll jump in you can no, it wasn't none of that. Hey man, let me let me go on back, Brother Northleaf. Just you and I. They used to have a thing. Hey man. They used to have a brother uh Ellis, you may know about a rolling store. Anybody know what a rolling store is? What is that, Brother Shannon? You live so far back in the country. Wasn't no store nowhere close to you. And they had a man to drive around with a roller, a big old truck. They call it a rolling store. They had everything on there. You know something they kept on there? They kept salt. Why? You tell me what you can do without salt. How are you going to cook without salt? You see what I mean? Now, there's something you ought to keep plenty of. I, I, I hope, I hope y'all, look here. Something you don't need to run out. Let me tell you something else a Christian shouldn't ever run out of. You shouldn't ever run out of Jesus. Right. Wait a minute. Don't run out of Jesus. Wait, wait a minute. 
If you got a car, don't run out of gas. You can brag about how good a car. Man, I got this bad Lexus, a 17, and out of gas. You ain't going nowhere. Right. I'm a man and I'm a self. I ain't, you ain't got Jesus, you out of gas. Right. Preach, Brother Shannon. Good, preach. Ain't that pretty good? The master's prerogative. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with you? Thee. My hours is not yet come. Leave it to me. Let me. Uh, let me handle it my way. Yes, sir. See that? Sometimes we talk too much. Amen. We ask too many questions. I mean, here, here's one that we ask in the religious world. You know what people say? Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes in his baptized shall be saved. You know what we start doing? Well, how can water do this? Right. How can water do that? I don't see nothing in the water. Well, wait a minute. Had you been there and Jesus told you, told us to pour the pots full of water, you were, well, man, what you getting ready to do? You asking too many questions. Just shut your mouth and do what you're told. Don't talk back. Jesus said, he that believe in his baptized shall be saved. Don't talk back. Just go and do it. Naaman, fifth chapter of second Kings. Naaman told him to go Told, the man of God told Naaman to go wash in Jordan seven times. That, you get it? Dip seven times. Right. And, and started asking all them questions. And finally somebody said, man, you're talking too much. Right. Just go on dip. We're trying to figure too much stuff out. Right. Don't we try to figure that? You know what? I can't figure that. I, I just stopped trying, brother Mackenzie. I don't know how in the world that a black cow can eat green, give green grass, eat green grass, give white milk, and yellow butter. You ever figure that out? And you know, with the naked eye, you don't even see no butter. Can you see that yellow butter in there? Now, butter, that butter yellow. You can't see it in the milk. But it's there. And what you got to do? Solomon says, surely the chewing of milk bring forth butter. Yes, Don't be talking. Talking back, just chewing. Right. Amen. Right? I, I like watermelons. I ain't going to waste my time, Don, trying to figure out how that watermelon is green on the outside and the rind is white and it's red on the inside and it's sweet. I want to know how the sugar got in there. How did that red sugar get in that watermelon? Just stop asking so many questions. Just eat it. Jesus said, he that believes in is baptized shall be saved. Jesus said, if you believe who I am, repent of your sins, confess me as the son of God, and you be baptized, I'll save you. I'll wash your sins away in my blood. Now, now you're trying to figure all that out. Why, man? I, I, wait a minute. I think it was Job that said, Brother Fox, the bones grow in the womb. How in the world that happened? You ever see bone growing? How bone grow on the inside of a woman? Solomon said it did. I mean, Job said it did. Don't figure that out. That's why I wonder how the baby going to come out. 
You ain't got to worry about the baby that you carrying in your womb. They look here. They just keep eating the food. Guess what? The eyebrows gonna come. The teeth is gonna be there. The bone, the fingernail, the toenails, the, everything gonna build up. You ain't got to get ask no question. Just keep eating the food. Then when the baby come, that's when your problem gonna come because it's gonna have to get develop another way. Preach it, brother. All right, I'm looking at my time here. Is that pretty good? Hey, man. Mary's proposal. His mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Don't talk, don't ask. Sometimes I have my grandkids and I, and I, I know what I'm doing. And they want to ask you all kind of questions. Granddad, how can, what, what about no, you talking too much. As I tell you what I need, what I need to do to a lot of people. They got a lot of questions for you, Wesley. I need to take them to a chicken farm. <laughs> just take them out there and just start asking the chicken, how do you lay that egg every day? <laughs> Go out there and talk to the chicken. That chicken gonna look at you like you crazy. What in the world is this one? That's, let's see. That, that chicken couldn't tell you. If it to save her life, how right. she laid that egg. Right. That ain't none of your business. Right. <laughs> well, sister, that, that all right, Wesley? All right. <laughs> Just do it. Well, Jesus and the miracle. Now look at the pots and the miracle. The pots. And there were set there six water pots of stone. Here's them over there. Right? The position of the pots. That's pretty good. After the manner of the purifying of the Jew, watch it. The portion of the pot containing two or three fickle, that's about uh, 100 to 150 gallons. A lot of wine, ain't it? Yes, sir. Ain't it? That's what I'm telling you. The Jewish, you won't understand this, looks about Jewish wedding. It didn't just happen one day. It was a big feast for a right. while. Right. And a lot of people came, and they didn't want to run out of stuff. Right. You got it? Amen. All right, the participants in the miracle, uh, there were, they were ordered. Jesus said unto them, fill the pots with water. Would you do that? Would you just do what he said? All he said was fill the pots full of water. Could you do that? Could you do that and just keep your mouth wide? Could you really do that? Brother, let me tell you something. You need to listen. When Jesus tells us stuff to do in his word, he don't seem to go into a preacher asking him. He can't change what Jesus said. Amen. I'm going to go to my You can go anywhere you want to. Jesus said certain things. Be thou faithful unto death. The portion of the part, we got that right there. Now, the participants in the miracle, watch it, their orders. They did what Jesus said. They obeyed. Brother, listen to this. The orders and obey. They order, Jesus ordered them and they obey. Right. Let me, let me show you something, good people. Please get this here. Look here. You got to O-B-E-Y. Obey. Right. See, that's the problem we have. We don't want to obey. Right. Man. Man. Right, let me, let me do a little excursion here. You know, many times individuals go to college and they get a good education, academic or whatever, and they go to a job they only, when they go to the job, the only paper they have is the certificate of they got in school. And you know what? 
if you think that a certificate means that much, go to the gas pump and try to fill your car up. Take it and try to pay your bills with it. You're going to need some money. You're going to need some another right. kind of paper. Right? right? You, you said, you, some, somebody said paper is paper. Is that right? Do you think paper is paper? Oh, no, no. Pa- pa- all paper ain't the same. Right. All churches are not the same. Right. Amen, somebody. Amen. That's pretty good. Now, you, you need something else. Amen. Amen. Obey. Just obey. And they feel the problem. Look at precepts in the milk. Watch this. Here. Oh, the taking of the wine. And he said unto them, draw out now. You know what now means? Now. Not tomorrow. The Holy Spirit said, the day you hear my voice hard, not your part. Now. Today, now. It is set to take. You need to obey the gospel. You need to do it now. Right. Pretty good. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty good. Watch it. The officials, watch it, and bear it unto the governor of the feast, and they buried it. Watch it. The proof after the miracle. Testing. Tasting of the wine. And when the ruler, watch it, of the feast had tasted the water uh, that was turned wine, he knew not which it was. Brethren, let me tell you something. I, I, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Transformation. You ever heard of transformation? Have you ever heard of a metamorphosis? Brother Sam, what do you mean a metamorphosis? A metamorphosis is a Greek word where there's a change take place. Somebody say, I don't know. Yes, you do. You ever see a butterfly? A butterfly was an ugly worm. Right. And it was changed. That's called a metamorphosis. It changed. You got it? It changed from that worm to a pretty butterfly. Look at what Christ did to the water. He transformed. Watch it. Changed that water to wine. Well, brother, brother, what are you talking about? When you study, listen, when you study the book of John, watch it. Get a little ahead of myself. Turn to John 1 and verse number 3. Pretty good. Amen. We want to look. Is that pretty good? Remember his creative power. John 1. Amen. Verse number 3. All right there. Uh, Brother Wesley, somebody there. It's up there already. What did it say? Read it. All things were made by him. Read it. And without him was not, was not anything made that was. Wait, wait a minute. Do you know Jesus Christ was at the creation? All things that was made were made by him. Also in Colossians 1, 15 and 16. Please you listen. His creative power is showing here. Right. Jesus Christ is trying to show them as well as us about God. Right. That's what it's all about. It's about God. Now if Jesus Christ can change water to wine, he can change you from being a nothing to somebody. He can change you from being a low down, dirty, no good something to a Christian. Right. Yep. Did he change you? Amen. Has he changed your attitude? Have you been transformed? You obeyed the gospel and you act in the same way that you did before you obeyed the gospel. Wait a minute. Something wrong. Yep. Something wrong now. Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. I don't care what you say. Listen to this. Listen, listen. Those folk drank that wine. Got what? It didn't taste like water. And them guys saw, I know it was wine, water when he put it in there, and that ain't water. Let me tell you something. That's where it is with us. That's where it is with a marriage. When you invite Jesus to your marriage, he can make both of you better. Get what? You, you say, I don't believe this. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. When you, when Jesus is in you and he through his gospel, he'll transform you. You're better on your job. You're better raising your children. When kids obey the gospel, they are better and obedient to the parents. Why? Because Jesus is in them. Right. Is Jesus in you? Is really is he really in you? Don't tell me Jesus is in you and everybody you see you curse out. Ain't no Jesus in you. Don't even try that. Amen. Transform. Transform. Amen. Transformation take place. When, wait a minute. When Jesus is really in you, you don't have to worry about the folks coming to service, reading the Bible. Why? Because they love Jesus. These folks at this wedding, they love Jesus. Why? They invited him. People that don't invite Jesus to the wedding, they don't love him. They don't love him. And guess what? If they, if they call on him, watch it, and he help them, they don't love him. They go right back doing the same old thing. Preach, Brother Sandra. Let's, let's, let's go. That's pretty good, isn't it, Mike? Pretty good, Ted? So, transform. Right? All right. Let's go a little further here now. Hey, man, the choir about the, the wine here, uh, the governor of the feast called the uh, bridegroom. Watch this here. The praise after the miracle, talking about the wine, and said unto him, every man that is, uh, that at the beginning, do it set forth good wine. In other words, you always bring the best out first. Let me bring this out. Anybody that's in business, anybody work on a job or whatever, please listen to this. Don't start out on a job burning everything up. And once you get the job, you work good about six months and then you quit. I mean, slow down. So I'm tired of doing all this work. Can't do that. Right. That ain't Jesus. Amen. Look here. You start out on a job. Listen here. Say, now I'm going to do this job from the time that I go to work. You work for a man eight hours. Don't just give him four hours good work. Give him eight hours. Right. Give him eight hours. Right. Wait a minute. You got a business? Watch it. You selling donuts? Don't have good donuts when you first open. And then once the people come in there, give them bad donuts. Don't operate like that. You're going to go out of business. Wait a minute. When you marry somebody. Oh, this is good preaching. You ought to make sure that both of y'all invite Jesus to the wedding. Why why, why that, brother John? Because you're going to run into some problems. And see, when Jesus is at the wedding and in you, guess what happened? It'll last a lifetime. See, you know know how some of these guys will do, these girls, and women do men back the same way. They'll get them, they'll put a lot of makeup on, look real good to them and everything. Watch this here. And then once you get married, stay married six months, 
You won't even know him. Say, man, what was that girl at? Hey, who was that? Was this the girl? And you go look at the wedding picture and you look at us. Man, that ain't the same girl. That ain't the same girl. Man, well, not only that in the dress, but in their desire and the discipline. Guess what? They, look, they, you say, man, I don't even know this girl. What happened here? They don't even talk like they used to talk. They were so nice when we got first got married. I couldn't do nothing wrong. All that brethren, listen to me. Have a long courtship. Check him out when he married. Check her out when he married. Look here. Get him mad before you marry. Get him mad. Get him all upset before you marry. Then you'll really see what you what you done got yourself into. Make them mad. Go to the house early in the morning before she got out of bed and see what she looked like. Because they usually, the one that wear makeup, they have to wash their stuff off at night. And you get up in the morning and you'll see, so, oh, yeah, I got it now. They're not going to say, who's me? It's me, baby. Well, wait just now. Open the door now. <laughs> then you say, well, look at here. So this is what I, what you see is what you get. So this is you. Hey, Amen. You, you with me there? Hey, Amen. That, that's all right. That, that's a little excursion there. But let's, let's go on back here. Is that pretty good? Hey, Amen. And when he had well drunk, they, uh, they, they that which, uh, uh, then that which is worth, but thou hast kept the good until now. As a Christian, listen to me. You ought to be getting better and better at the end of your life. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold it, hold it. Please listen. You, as a child of God, ought to be getting better. See, you make a lot of mistakes when you're young. Don't all of us. And stop pointing fingers at people who are making mistakes because you make mistakes. And God bless you. Ask God to help them. Are you listening? But as you get older and older and closer to the grave, you ought to be better and better and better in your latter years. When you get older, you ought to mellow out and be better. You don't need to get old and get worse. You ought to get better. Now, wait a minute. Christ makes us better. Amen. Pretty good. Amen. The purpose of this miracle to show Jesus is God. The beginning of the miracle did Jesus, uh, did Jesus of Canaan of Galilee show Jesus glory and manifest forth his glory. You got it? What else? Uh, the product, uh, watch this here after the miracle to show growth in the followers of Jesus. Watch us see. And his disciples believed on him. Pretty good. Now let's stop here. Look at this. Don't talk back. Don't talk back. There's one body. What is that? That's the one church. Well, I don't understand where you're talking about one church. No, Jesus said I'm going to build my church. If you say any church to do, you're talking back. Right, right. That pretty good? One spirit, that's revelation. Pretty good, pretty good. One hope, desire and expectation. 
One Lord, that's Jesus Christ. One faith, that's the gospel. One baptism, one baptism. One baptism according to one faith. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died, was buried, rose again the third day? Do you believe that? Are you willing to repent of your sin? Well, what do you mean? Are you really ready to be a Christian? Are you really willing to say, well, I'm ready to change my lifestyle. I'm ready to stop sinning and follow Jesus because my life has been empty. But if you follow Jesus, guess what? He'll make your life full. Pretty good. Now, are you ready to repent? That's to change your mind about sin and stop. Will you make the confession, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Then we'll baptize you in water. Where are you going to end up? You're going to end up in the one church. Which one is that? One in the gospel. You'll be added to the church of Christ. Oh, wait a minute. Would you continue to follow Jesus to make things better? It ought to be at least one or two or three of people in here who have never been baptized like Jesus said. Amen. Jesus said, go preach the gospel. He that believe it is baptized shall be saved. Wait a minute. Somebody said, I don't understand this. Can you understand this? Fill the parts full of water. Can you understand that? Now pour it out. What? There's the wine. Now that's so simple. Jesus said, go preach the gospel. He that believe in is baptized shall be saved. You ain't got to go no morning, baby. These people didn't have to get down and pray. So Lord, fill the water parts full of wine. Help us out. Jesus, no, no, no. Remember this. Jesus not going to do anything for you. That you can do for yourself. But what you can't do for yourself, if you obey Jesus, he'll make a difference. They couldn't make no wine. But if they just pour the water in there and pour it out, there it is. You want to be saved, you can't save yourself. Jesus said, he that believes in is baptized shall be saved. And the Lord will add you to the church. You'll be born again. That good? All things are ready. It's time to quit. I think I got your heart now. Anybody here ready? All things are ready. Brother Santa, what do you mean? We got the clothes, the water, everything ready. We'll take your confession. We'll baptize you into Christ. You'll be a member of the church of Christ on your way to heaven. Are you here? Would you do it right now? We definitely appreciate your attention today, given to this sermon preached by John Shannon Sr. Uh, John is the evangelist for the James Road Church of Christ, located at 2400 James Road in Memphis, Tennessee. If you have any questions concerning today's lesson, you can contact John at 901-375-9090. We appreciate your support and listening to the preacher's vault.com.